everybody, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast here with another Whiskey Short. And joining me, as always, is Scott. Hey, everybody. And today we're bringing a really, really exciting quick taste to you of a brand we've been trekking for a while, a whiskey mm. that made some noise this year. Yeah. And we said, well, since we're going to try the brand for the first time, why not try the best whiskey, or at least the one that's been making all the uh, headlines the last 18 months. Right, right, Scott? Correct. Fill them in what we're doing. All right. So this is the Clyde May Special Reserve Bourbon Quick Taste. Bonus short. Clyde May is a really interesting person. I didn't know anything about him. I thought maybe he was just completely made up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you never know. Right. And it's funny because when I first bought this and brought it up to do, because this one's one I wanted to try, so I went out and found it. Yeah. Because once again, it was talked about in the San Francisco Competition Spirit Award of the Century. You know, Scott will tell you. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the, the bottom line is, I was drinking this with my buddy Mike from the shore three years ago, mm. the regular straight bourbon. And it was, oh, all right. I wasn't wowed by it, but I remember thinking, this is a nice nice drinkable bourbon it's passable it's fine yeah, yeah. and the price was right it was nothing crazy it wasn't overly priced it wasn't overly special it was just nice mm. but this should be uh different the proof is way up on it and mm, uh it and there's a lot of other things going on yeah so i looked up clyde may uh this is from the encyclopedia of alabama it's <laughs> an actual thing <laughs> oh god it's four pages long <laughs> Jeez. And two of them are slavery. Damn. You should edit that. Uh, no, it's probably no. You're probably true though. <laughs> All right. So, um, sorry to the eight people in Alabama listening to us right now. Yeah. Right. So Lewis Clyde May was born in Bullock County in southeastern Alabama on September 18th, 1922, to Annie May and a biological father he never knew. When Clyde was six, his mother remarried and later gave birth to a second son, Charles. Unfortunately, in the days that followed, both Annie and Charles died due to birthing complications, and thereafter, Clyde was raised by his grandparents. In 1942, at 21 years of age, Clyde enlisted in the Army and married his girlfriend, Mary, with whom he would eventually have eight children. Oh, by the way, my brother had birthing complications. Did he? Yeah, he survived, though. Oh. Unfortunately. <laughs> is that why he is yes, the way exactly. he is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Shade. <laughs> So Clyde fought in World War II, serving in the 77th Infantry on both Okinawa and Guam. I thought you were going to say on both sides. (laughs) I'm like, damn, Clyde. Uh, So so where? uh, Okinawa and Guam. Wow, my hat's off. They were both pretty heated battlefields. Yeah, and he was wounded, and he later received both a Purple Heart and a Bronze Star. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so after the war, Clyde established a peanut farm, but to supplement his income, he turned to making moonshine. As you do. As you do, because although Alabama ratified the 21st Amendment repealing prohibition, in 1937, local option laws remained, and even today, 26 out of Alabama's 67 counties are still dry. I mean, you, you gotta really appreciate them for just sticking to their guns, no matter how wrong they are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, however, Clyde was a different kind of moonshiner. He would only use copper stills. He designed and built his own condensers. He refused to chop up his grains in order to speed up fermentation, and he kept his equipment deep in the piney woods near sources of natural spring water. Mm. But despite all this attention to quality and detail, he rarely drank whiskey himself, except when he was testing his own product. If the batch met his standards, he sold it to bootleggers who distributed it to the thirsty masses of Alabama and beyond. And this went on for more than 40 years years, during which time he was only arrested once in 1973, serving eight months. Once released, though, he went right back to moonshining. Although Clyde died in January of 1990, his whiskey remains an important point of Alabama pride. 
1998, Clyde's son Kenny started the Conica Ridge Distillery as a tribute to his father and began legally making what he called Clyde Mays Alabama-style whiskey. However, it was actually distilled in Bardstown, Kentucky, but it used natural spring water from Alabama's Conica Ridge transported there for that purpose. Mm. In March 2004, things were looking up as the Alabama Senate passed a resolution to make Clyde Mays Alabama-style whiskey the official spirit of Alabama. Oh, look at that. However, after Kenny was arrested in December of that same year for violating several of Alabama's liquor laws, he eventually lost the company. Oh, my God. Today, Clyde Mays Whiskey is owned by the Conica brands of Garden City, New York, and sourced from undisclosed distilleries, MGP. However, just in (laughs) January of this year, the company broke ground on a new facility in Alabama at which they hope to begin distilling spirits of their own by the spring of 2023. So there wasn't really a whole lot on the the website about the description of this whiskey in particular, Mm -hmm. but uh, there is stuff on the bottle, and Ed's going to read that. Right. You know, generosity can be a powerful thing. Mm. Take Clyde May's Special Reserve. Each year, Clyde gifted most of his very best whiskey to close friends and lucky locals. His whiskey was forged in hand-built stills, and receiving it was seen as a sign of respect along Alabama's... Conica. Ridge. Today... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he knew I was going to struggle on that. And he's right. <clears throat> Today, this six-year-old straight bourbon represents a generous amount of caramelized orchard and citrus fruits that mingle in the palate with clove and other wood spices for a full, long finish. Bottled at a smooth 110 proof, Clyde May's Special Reserve is an exclusive generosity indeed. Yes, this is a straight bourbon whiskey. Its proof is 110. The source distillery, as we said, is uh, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, NGP. The mash bill is not disclosed. However, I saw rumors online of 78% corn, 12% rye, 10% malted barley. So really heavy corn. The age is six years, as uh, Ed said. And the price is between 65 and 70. The awards that we were talking about before, it won double gold at the 2022 San Francisco World Spirits Competition, and it was a finalist for Best Straight Bourbon, which lost out to Barton's 1792 Full Proof. Right, from our famous Portly Bad episode. Correct. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's smell it. what you get, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like I'm looking for like orchard fruits because they told me to now. Yeah, I mean. And I'm like, so is that apple orchard? Is it peach orchard? (laughs) I feel like they're still giving me room to be me. It definitely is a lot of fruit notes, for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. It's very fruity on the nose. So we've, of course, have this poured in our neat glass. Right. If you haven't got your neat glasses yet, you can go to neatglass.com and put in whiskey tan for 10% off your first order. It's been used in hundreds of top competitions around the world. So honestly, if you're someone who seriously likes to taste whiskeys, especially neat, why not get a neat glass? It really does enhance, uh, especially the aroma, but also the taste, because taste, of course, is a lot of aroma. Right. It cuts down a lot of the ethanol. Yeah. We've talked about this, which blocks your ability to taste and smell all the intricate flavors that you you know you read in tasting notes. You're like, why can't I taste them? Well, part of it is the glass you're using. Yeah. I, I mean, I do get a little bit of red apple. Yeah. And a lot of spice, almost like a woody, spicy note to it. It's kind of oaky. I mean, they said in that description, cloves, and I, I can kind of see that. Dark sugar, maybe? Yeah. Like, I was like, just going to say, like, a brown sugar. Yeah. Baked apples with the clove. I'm starting to kind of pick that up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely in that area. All right. We've tortured the people I, long enough. Let's I, taste this. Yeah, I think we did a good job with that. I don't think I did a good job, but let's taste it anyway. <laughs> oh, wow. That's wow. interesting. Okay. Very spicy on the tongue. Yeah. On the front of the tongue is very, very spicy. Yes. Yeah. It's right there with you. Mm. Let me try another one. 
has a nice mouthfeel. It's very syrupy. It is really smooth for 110. I just took a big sip of it, and I'm not even getting like a big yeah. burn off it. Oh, I really like it. It's like uh, some of the other ones we've had where it sizzles on your tongue, and I, it's a spicy, sizzly, almost effervescent quality. I mean, I would be surprised if it's as high corn as you said. It tastes like to be more high rye than, yeah, than you're saying. Yeah, it really does. Um, to go back to the nose, aromas of brown sugar and spice, cloves in particular, that's from Whiskey Wash. Sweet on the palate, this bourbon plays all the hits with notes of brown sugar and brighter fruits. But, I mean, you can't ignore the spice here. It's so spicy. Maybe he puts the spice on the finish. Yeah, long with tannins and baking spices. But I get it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I really like this. This is fantastic. I am not surprised that this went up against Barton's 1792 yep. because I would put this up against that. And one thing I will say, it is not particularly sweet. Mm-mm. There is notes of brown sugar flavor, but it is not sweet. No, that spiciness yeah. really takes over. And that's nothing wrong with that. Um, I don't think it changes as much as some things I've had, but I think it's strong all the way through. Yeah. Like Scott said, it's got a nice, good viscosity to it. It's syrupy, and it kind of stays with you the whole sip. Yeah, it's know? a bit, I guess, one note, you might say, but that note is really good. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Let me get some... Uh, uh, yeah, let's put some water in it, and I'm thinking maybe this would bring out some sweetness. Yeah, it's 110, so it can definitely handle a few drops of water. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like it much better. Yeah. It cuts down a lot of the it's spiciness. It's a lot sweeter. It is a lot. I'm getting more like caramel notes Yeah. Now. Oh, my God. Stop saying what I'm going to say. Now I now I have to change it. <laughs> no, you don't. You can say I totally no, agree, Scott. You like, are perfect. It looks like I'm just like have no opinion on my own. Just following Scott today. Um, wow. Yeah, definitely would hit this with four or five drops of distilled water, and it changed everything. Yeah. Um, this is made I mean, 110 proof. It definitely allows itself for a couple drops of water. Yeah, I could it, drink this either way, and I, I like them both ways. It's really freaking good. Yeah, heard you go either way, but anyway. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> so what other things do they make over at the Clive May plant? Uh, yeah, they have um, four core expressions in addition to this. Uh, they have a straight bourbon that's 92 proof, uh, aged four to five years. That definitely is the 78% corn, 12% rye, 10% malted barley, which might be why people say that mm. this is the same mash bill. I don't know what would make it special reserve. Reserve. Yeah. Well, I guess because it's the extra proof? years okay. and the proof. Yeah. All right. Uh, they have a straight rye that's uh, 94 proof, four years aged. That's also from Indiana. The mash bill is not disclosed, but because it's Indiana, it's probably their 95.5. Uh, they have an Alabama style whiskey, which I think was the original one that uh, was yeah. made. It's 55% corn, 30% rye, 15% malted barley, aged four years. Mm. Um, so I wonder if that's the one we have now. Maybe. I wonder if that's what the one that they stretched oh, out. It's possible. They have a cash strength of that version, which is just a limited release. And they do it sort of like uh, Pinhook does. The current one is 13 years and 120 proof. I think they started off at eight years aged. So that every year they did eight and a nine and oh, 10. Oh, interesting. And, and then they have single barrels that are just store picks. So you might see them around at your local liquor store. So what's the most expensive, the Castron? Uh, oh, I don't... Oh, you didn't get the prices? I didn't get the prices, but yeah, the Castron. Oh, this is, why we, this is why we need interns. <laughs> The kids are back at school now. We can get interns again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so I have a little bit of a surprise for you. Oh, okay. On their website, they have uh, some cocktails. Oh, okay. And they have a cocktail made especially for this one. Now, they have the Alabama Slammer, which wow. just reminds me of puking at frat parties. Yeah. They have something called an Alabama Smash, which I thought was really interesting, and it has ginger beer in it, mm. and we're fans of Dark and Stormies. Yeah. So, you want to try it? Absolutely. All right. Yeah, I thought Alabama Smash was just like, you know, getting drunk and then getting a co-ed and smashing that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm saying. 
<laughs> but not if she's our intern. He doesn't let us get female interns for a reason. Well, right. For the, just for the for lawsuits. That, for the lawsuit. For the Ed's lawsuits. I put the Ed in, in adjudicate. <laughs> adjudicate. We'll be right back. So Scott's made us the Alabama Smash cocktail. Right. In the meantime, I was pouring some uh, regular Clive May, and I noticed that the um, the label's almost like leathery. It's like a football. You yeah. just want to throw it across the room. <laughs> Make sure you want to pour more and more, I find. <laughs> All whiskey bottles have that effect on me. But Which is what you were already doing, though. Right. I was already pouring more, correct. <laughs> right. Okay, so how I made this was, and the recipe is on their website, I took the bourbon, put it in with some um, blackberries, muddled the blackberries in the bourbon, then strained out the blackberries, uh-huh. and then put some ice on, and then topped it off with ginger beer and with a splash of lime in it. All right. Let's taste it. Mm. Oh, that's nice. It's got a weird aftertaste. Oh, does it? <laughs> Whiskey short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd just drink it straight. Mm, yeah. Uh, the blackberry doesn't really do anything. The blackberry anything. actually hurts it. It's the blackberry that's ruining it. I think you're right. If you just had it with the ginger beer and some lime, it might be all right. Like, yeah, because the ginger beer tastes terrific. I put two ounces of bourbon in there, the muddled blackberry juice, and uh, a little bit of lime juice. You can barely taste the bourbon, though. Yeah. I, it makes me want a dark and stormy. Yeah, we're going to yeah. pour the rest of our <laughs> bourbon that we had. Put more bourbon into it. <laughs> Why not? Can't hurt it at this point. No, yeah, it's better if you just pour all the bourbon's pulled oh, on top yeah it does taste better so maybe you just use more bourbon <laughs> always the answer out everyone out in podcast land knows already that's right when in doubt just add a little more bourbon right somewhere on is like no <laughs> there's a fucking science to it yeah. you just can't add more whiskey all the time to make it better but even he would be like but you're probably gonna be okay but it is more balanced now because yeah. I think it was too strangely sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's good now. The, the more whiskey helped a lot. Yeah. yeah. I like it now. All right. So three ounces. <laughs> three ounces. If you really want a strong Applied cocktail. May 110 and then go lay down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, I mean, a little brief introduction into the Clyde May brand. Yeah. We might revisit it later. We might not. We don't know. But we had done Alabama-style whiskey before, and so we figured we'd give it a nod. Plus, it was making some headlines. So if you want to try something, there's always people out there like us looking for the next mountain to climb. Right. Try the Clyde May Special Reserve. It's a red label with a thousand words on it. Yeah, and if you can get your own Sherpa like we have, right, all the better. He'll carry it up the mountain for you. (laughs) All right, so for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. I'm Scott. Cheers, everybody. (laughs) Later. Later.